Well, before before we get too deep into this, let's actually like start the show and stuff. Officially start? Cause officially. We, we need like ground rules or something because this is all dangerous. Well, all right. Sure. No, I'm cue, just kidding. Cue no the music. Rules. Wait, wait. I've totally, de- I've totally derailed. Rob had a great opening that I bet he practiced all day for this for this 150th episode. Oh, is it the 150th the sesquicentennial? Yikes. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> no no other intro needed. Ses- what it, what was that word? Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. Wait, okay. is that right? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly. It's either 150 or two. Either way, I just said yice, which is yes and nice combined together. So yice. You dropped that syllabic bomb and I just messed up a word. That is correct. It is the sesquicentennial episode. Oh, now to be fair, Andrew, hey, you messed like up it. two one-syllable words. That's true. <laughs> I couldn't take one word down. Welcome to Corona Tones. I as many Tones. as I could on the way. Okay, well, we we did it, everyone. We made it. 150. <laughs> but as as this is an overdrinks, we should get to the drinking. And for the first time ever, you guys can actually see what uh, what we're drinking. So uh, we're going to start it off with uh, Bad Beer Andy himself. What do you got? What kind of bad beer you got? It's not. It's not beer. No, no. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. It's empty. <laughs> you're a, dis- you're a disappointment is, twice. It is actually empty. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, we're finishing off this lovely Australian uh, uh, bottle of wine here. And was this was this from Wink? Was this? Uh, yeah, we have a wine subscription that has served us real well this pandemic. You didn't show um, it to the camera, Andrew. Like you're not taking advantage of the visual medium. You, you have to remind me because I. <laughs> Look at that. It's probably backwards. I don't oh, know how this so, works. It's so pretty. <laughs> so visually interesting. We, we are missing an enormous branded content opportunity. Right <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jamie, what you got? Are you no, the same? I'm drinking the same bottle. The we, same? We're, we're finishing this, this bottle. Yes, cheers. And then we've got another one for later on. Nice. Came prepared. Yes. Cody, what you got? I've got a lovely... Here from a brewery called Schilling, which is in Littleton, New Hampshire. This is uh, mm. rustic dark lager, and it's delicious. I like that. Did that say Dunkel on it somewhere? Yes, it's. I'm gonna. Some. I'm gonna say this with a German accent that is not a German accent. Landbier, something like that. Uh, rustic <laughs> lager. That didn't really sound like Dunkel? any kind of accent. <laughs> Dankel. It's a Dunkel. I'm gonna, yeah. I gotta work on my Boston accent. I can see Garrett wanting to say something right. <laughs> First, okay. it would be uh, blonde beer. It's, it's kind of like blonde <laughs> beer. And then second, I did this. Dunkel. 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 Dunkel? Yeah. This is my my Dunkel beer. No, I knew I knew Garrett would cringe, and so I kind of went with it. Pronunciation is a weak spot of mine, um, which you can hear even more if you listen to episode one forty eight. <laughs> if you want to go back and check that out. Yeah, the the both of us have had some pretty bad pronunciation episodes recently. I uh, and that's why we're as I put in, yeah. it into the Slack. Admirable vulnerability, oh, Rob. <laughs> so, so I, I'm of course talking about uh, uh, Corey uh, Corey Rosuma, um, the episode I did with her, and I, Jamie knows I sent 
her bio that that she sent to me. I sent it to uh, Jamie. I recorded it. And Jamie recorded it with the proper French pronunciation. I listened to that so many times that I still screwed it up so much. It was like my French. I have no French. I can't even call it my French. My lack of French (laughs) is horrible. Um, I think actually, I don't know if any of you are aware of the podcast Revolutions. It's a very popular history podcast. And the host, and it's, it's pretty good. Um... Beethoven actually gets a mention during the French Revolution episodes that just popped into my head on today, Beethoven's birthday. <laughs> allegedly, Andrew. allegedly his birthday. It could be on in the two day we're days. taping, yes. And um, we, we I think we need to tie in some sort of Beethoven uh, no. drinking game as um, part of this because no. of it. We definitely don't. But okay, uh, we as dead as he is. The host of uh, that podcast true. the host of that podcast cannot pronounce anything that's not in English, so mm. And he, he covers the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution, the all the revolutions in South America, so you're okay, Rob. I mean, thing- I mean badly pronounced Russian is so good, though. I, <laughs> no, never mind. The thing is... is you, and it's a you, blessing and a curse, because people hear you speak in a, in a relatively convincing accent, and either French or Italian's worse, and they assume that you can understand them. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. Sono dispiace. Sono Americana. <laughs> I can say things well, but it's short. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm still American. <laughs> and I still only have turned right at the yellow house. That's that's, that's that's the most complicated thing I've understood an Italian say to me. <laughs> well, that was that was the phrase I learned so well in Chinese was, I am very bad at Chinese. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we, we derailed the drinking. Garrett, yeah, what do you yeah. have? Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, it is. So, um, I have I I have two beers to start with. Um, they're all, and then a third potentially. They're all um, from Michigan. So my wife Shayna has set up this amazing beer advent calendar that that every day she got. I guess 24, 25 beers, how many days are in Advent this year? And every day when our son falls asleep, um, around 6.30 or 7, we go in and we see what the beer for the day is. It's like our ritual. It's really helped us get through the month. So I've, I've, the, the, the two, my opening beers, and then we'll see if the third one is not related to this, but they're from the Advent calendar. Um, the first is a beer I've not had. It's by Kawina Brewing Company. I think they're located on the Thumb somewhere. And it's Red Jacket. It's a amber ale. So this will be my starter, a nice mild starter. And then we're going to get into the real stuff. Uh, this is Backwoods Bastard by Founders Brewing Company. And this is a barrel, a barrel-aged version of their Scotch Ale Dirty Bastard. And I've had this before, and it is really good, and it's also 11%. So... I may just be having two beers during today's discussion, but you all know me well enough to know that I will push the envelope. So I have, <laughs> as my potential third one, I got this today. This is from a, another great Michigan brewery called Drafting Table. They're located in Wixom, Michigan, which is like kind of where the urban suburban sprawl of Detroit starts to become wilderness and sort of it's like almost due north of where I live um by like 45 minutes it's really fast though 
and this is a <laughs> this is a coffee cream stout called Buzz Blanket. So who knows if we get there, I'll talk about it. But I'm right. I'm going to open my first beer now. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I have uh, some Wild Turkey Rare Breed, which is. 116.8 proof so it's a barrel barrel proof bourbon and um so one of the things that has happened to me over the over like the fall is i've discovered a bourbon tube on youtube oh it's a deep dark hole and i love it <laughs> like it's uh i have so before and and you know like people people know that have listened to these like if I was drinking bourbon, it was probably one of three things. It was either Jefferson, Four Roses Small Batch, or Evan Williams Single Barrel. Um, there's a world out there that I had I had just not tried yet. <sighs> so good. So good. Trying so many different bottles. And um, it's probably, um, you know, not good for me in any way. But whatever. They're delicious. And uh, at, at this... first, when you said uh, bourbon tube, I was really hoping you had installed a tube that comes in from your house, <laughs> much like how people used to deliver deliver oil for heat. For heat, and they would yes. just deliver bo- bourbon. Isn't pour there it in the bourbon tube? Isn't there a brewery that has a hotel like uh, located right next to it that actually does that? They have like beer taps in the room. Oh yes, I have seen this. Um, I think it's yeah, it's somewhere in the Midwest. I thought. Yeah. Ooh. Well, of course it is. I mean, the place the place with good ideas. I'm betting Wisconsin just just because for no reason probably. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. I, I remember I remember hearing something about that at some point back when you know we could go to bars and people could exchange ideas freely mm, instead of like. This. I mean, anyway. we still can. <laughs> it, yeah, it's okay. just if you teach at the University of Mississippi, you might get fired. So does There's anyone that. here teach at the University of Mississippi? Nope. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, you know, we haven't done one of these in like, I mean, when was the last time? It was like... Last season, I think. Le- definitely. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the end last of last season. season. And oh. I think we recorded it like before it came went up so oh, it was the well summer before. maybe june or july I would and it was trivia night it was it trivia was. night it was, <gasps> it was an extremely long episode that ended in anger on all sides <laughs> you think that's fucking easy <laughs> but it was totally i agree with you Jimmy. um it was, it was totally fun was i'm sure for the five people who listen <laughs> oh my god so good that was, was not a fun one to edit, I have to say. <laughs> that was that was anyway. But uh but the point is it's been a while, so how's everyone doing, you know? Um like what uh how how did your I, I assume like for for us um the the semester is over. How did it go? Um what are you working on uh now? any of any of that? I mean, grades were due, are due in about four hours, so... Are you done? Three hours. Just so everyone knows at Fredonia, we've turned them in already. Yeah, yeah, they're done. <laughs> Super duper done. Grades were due for me eight hours ago, so... So there's not going to be an episode of uh, After Drinks, which is when you do the grading? <laughs> <Just> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
Okay. That's just what we need a post show show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Rob, oh, will this, you edit that? Oh, this could get good. <laughs> this could get so good. Post show. I like that. Um, yeah, no, there were, uh, like many of you, I think there were some surprises that came out of this semester. Uh, you know, good good things and curveballs. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was sure that before the fall semester was done that, that Fredonia was going to shut down. I mean, this happened to a yeah. couple of our, our other uh, sister SUNY schools um, in various ways, some completely. And, and you know, the, the SUNY chancellor is just like, yeah, no, you, you did bad. Think about this for next time. Um, but but the Fredonia students were remarkably... Um, it got a little hair-raising there. I had a student the who very had a recital six weeks into the semester, yeah. and the numbers just kept going up and up and up and up. So we had, like, contingency plans and backups and recordings to sub in just in case... And then if campus closed, like, like she and I put a lot of extra work into worry, which is not my favorite thing. Um, I think worry is a waste of time. I try and avoid it for the most part. I get other people to avoid it. Um, but, but, but we, you know, like beginning of the semester, the numbers had nowhere to go but up. And so it was, it was a big, there's a big kind of... <laughs> Crazy time there for a minute. And then they suspended the hockey team that had a party together. And, you know, they, like, there was a, there was a, uh, I, we, I have heard it's the hockey team. I might be wrong. There was a group of there 13 group people, of people. Yeah. suspended because they had a virus party where one person had a positive test and they invited a bunch of people over and said, whoever gets the virus next or first uh, from this party uh, wins the the money that we collected at the door. So what? Fredonia, yeah, Fredonia came out of the gate real strong. And stupid. And then <laughs> uh, I think cooler, more rational heads prevailed, and we avoided a shutdown. So, so it was it was an interesting time here, uh, but surprisingly not as bad as I anticipated. Yeah, that party is like what moms used to do when kids had chicken pox. Yes, like, exactly. yeah. You wanna you wanna not have to worry about chicken pox. You don't want to do that with this. Like seriously, yeah, no. no. Nobody wants a pox wow. party. Pox <laughs> party. Nobody wants a virus party. The pox <laughs> upon your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It was so it was a little it was interesting, but I have learned that I absolutely love teaching online and if I could do that most of the time and not have to go into a building where like the handrails are always sticky. And I know I'm going <laughs> to catch the plague. <laughs> interesting. Were there a bunch of were there a bunch of percussionists there? Stop that. That's that. that super callback. So if you make those references, you have to also reference the episode number where we talked about the gross, gross thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. God. Andrew was Cody, go. That, that was you. That was you, Andrew. <laughs> what are you really, talking about? It was really early career. Oh, this is the simple. Everything <laughs> oh, yeah, right. that, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Don't oh, you show. Right you there. don't have it next to you. <laughs> he came with props. I love it. <laughs> I don't have Elmo today. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Okay, though, I think oh I think Elmo has had his fifteen minutes of fame on, on Lexicon. Yeah, Post. unfortunately, we didn't do video for that one. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat when Garrett referenced the George W. Bush biography, and I was like, <laughs> and that was just book? like, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that today, actually. <laughs> that book. Um, well, Co- Cody, you 
didn't you you moved and started a new job yeah it's it's been a, a really crazy couple of months for uh, me and, and my family so yeah so now I'm teaching at Merrimack College which is a um, small um, Augustinian founded uh, school in North Andover Massachusetts so it's about um, a little under 4,000 students undergraduate um, and it's a brand new music program so uh, I'm technically the second full-time music faculty hire, though there are two other musicians that are uh, technically staff, but they um, are full-time music. One is a director of bands and one is a director of um, uh, like choral music and, and church music um, on campus. Um, so it's been uh, really fun. And um, the move was hard because, you know, moving is never fun. Um, but now I'm in my hometown, Nashua, New Hampshire, where I grew up. Um, so I haven't lived here since I was 18 and things are much different now. Um, but, uh, it's, it's been going really well. And, um, the campus, because it's a small school, they were actually able to resume in-person, uh, instruction pretty successfully. Um, they have a testing protocol where every student at the beginning of the semester was required to be tested once a week, um, and uh, that also included faculty, staff, and nobody was allowed on campus unless you've been as part of that testing protocol. Um, they had one outbreak in a dorm. It was a freshman dorm, um, but uh, it was really well controlled and managed, and they sent everybody home, and they had everybody come back, and they were able to resume, and <clears throat> it kind of worked like a, a pretty well, and they upped the testing once the cases started going up. So uh, when we resume in the spring in February, um, we'll be tested twice a week. And I felt really comfortable being there. Honestly, all the students were masked, uh, both all in classroom, uh, in the hallways, walking around campus, that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that aspect of it was, was really cool. Um, and I did sort of the hybrid model. They built these, um, iPad stands, uh, all, all the students have iPads and all the faculty are, are issued iPads. So that way nice. um, it was kind of like an old episode of community where they had like students on these like, <laughs> things rolling around, you know, that yes, reference? Rob? yes, yes. <laughs> Bob knows that reference. So anyway, so I felt like that professor. Cause I had like a TA who was like, there with the stand moving it around. Um, but it was, it was fine. It was hard. I think everything was hard for a lot of people this semester. Um, but I really liked it. I like my institution. Um, I like the job and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really, really awesome. exciting. Yeah. So far so good. Dude, I'll miss, um, I'll miss New Northern Virginia, especially when it gets dark here at four <laughs> fifteen in the afternoon now. Mm -hmm. Good old New Hampshire winter, but, um, I don't know. It's nice to see snow again. So you said that it was Nashua? Yeah, Nashua. So it's like right on the Massachusetts-New Hampshire border. So I, I was just looking that up. As a lover of New England, someone who lived in Connecticut I for a long time, I had to see exactly where it was. And you're quite close. Yeah. So, and actually the Nashua, um, so I'll give you two fun facts. First of which, it was the voted twice the best place to live in America. Uh, which is kind of cool. And then the second fact is there was a fictitious Dunder Mifflin branch. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yes, that yes. Uh, Holly was assigned to. Yes. So for any of you Office fans out there, yes, this Nashville is a real place. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin, not a real thing. <laughs> so as so, anyone from Scranton can probably attest. So <laughs> one of one of the things. So um, so we were down in North Carolina for the the entire. Um, Basically, mid-September through the uh, first week of December, we were down in North Carolina staying with Kate's uh, parents to facilitate, like, 
uh, our first grader being completely online and both my wife and I working full time and, you know, the preschooler just kind of running around with the, what do I do? You know, um, <laughs> the first couple weeks of the semester were just hellish. Basically, either I didn't work or my wife didn't work on any given day, you know, well, because and your house isn't really not only is childcare difficult, but but you have to have the house set up to support it's not really conducive to having four different people on their own separate, like, uh, isolated things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was a problem. So uh, Kate's parents graciously, you know, let us come down and stay with them. And they facilitated, um, you know, uh, basically my mother-in-law took over just, okay, Sloan's going to preschool with me now. And Violet is doing her thing, and when she needs help, I'll come over and help her. And she was just bouncing back and forth, and it allowed us to work, which was fantastic. And three miles from the beach, not not a bad trade-off in my estimation. Ooh, we, and Bojangles, too. We, we had us some Bojangles, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> it's um, the first thing cr- I think of when I think of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So. Gary, can you give us a good pronunciation of Bojangles? Because I thought it was more like Bojang- Bojangles. Isn't that right? It's, you're, supposed I, to give, you're supposed to give it some emphasis. I'm not going to act, surprisingly to some, I'm not going to act like an authority on that <laughs> just because I am not from North Carolina. But you're the adjective resident linguist bravo, now. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> oh. good, good instincts there. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it's said either, but I always said it, Bojangles! Um, there you go. For no reason other than I think it was pronounced that way in South Park once or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so so we were down in North Carolina. I really forgot where I was going with this. Um, <laughs> Oops. There, 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 there Three was miles a, from the beach. That, well, yeah. No editing. no editing. I know. There's there's none. We just gotta we just gotta talk our way and through it and get back to the point here. Um, there was something about yeah. So we were down in North Carolina. And, um, beach, beach. Yeah. It wasn't about the beach though. That's the problem. Um, you came back. Your mother-in-law took care of the kids. So you and your wife were able to work. These are all facts. You guys are doing great. (laughs) Great recall. I have to say. We have been listening. We put the, the, the train of thought in reverse and it has yielded nothing audience. We're sorry. Because we were headed somewhere. Conversation when someone interrupts you, this is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and the beach was there. It wasn't really like the beach was the reason. It was just right. it, it was a perk. Actually, the, the beach wasn't there until after you came. Actually, you were there first, and then oh the no, no 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 that's no, too that's philosophical. A this is a Man. different podcast. <laughs> Welcome really, to on oh. being. <laughs> that's where I was going with this. Okay, so we we were just talking about the office, and one of the things. There you go. Um, one of the things that we uh, started doing while we were down there, uh, Kate's parents have a group of friends where they get together and play trivia every Tuesday night. And it's on uh, this app called Sporkle Party. And it's 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 quite good app. Um, they have a lot of different categories and it's it's fun and it's easy. All you you know, you just you all sign in with with a um, with with, you know, like a, a share code or whatever. And you play together. So. They have one of the, one of the categories is the office. They also have one for like the good place and um, you know a lot of other popular TV shows. Um, but we bought 
you, you know, you have to buy these packs. So, but it's like 99 cents a pack. So we bought the office and we played and Kate and I just straight up dominated. <laughs> Absolutely dominated every single time we played. The one thing that tripped us up was the final question. Um, and we'll see if any of you know this. What is Holly's full name? Full, as in middle as well. I've don't, only ever accidentally watched The Office, so you're not going to get an answer for that. Don't me. look it up. I'm close, a lot closer to Jamie in this. Than <laughs> so apparently, so. Andrew, Cody, if this, if this is uh, do you have any idea? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't really... It's, Holly Plots or something? I can't remember her last well, name. Well, really the, the last name is Flax, so it's Holly Flax. Flax, okay. I knew it was something with like a harsh syllable at the end. That was basically a, Some all, sort all of grain or something. Um, but the the middle name, they were going for the middle name even, which is never actually said in any episode. You only see it like on a nameplate in the background. Oh, so this is like the deep cut level this uh, this trivia gets to. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's like anyway. Penny Hofstetter's maiden name. <clears throat> Wait. Yeah, something like that. I have no idea. <laughs> Wait. You're geeking out about this, yeah. but all of the opera trivia that Garrett so skillfully crafted on Trivia Nights. <laughs> Who knows that crap? But Holly's middle name is Hollis. Oh. Holly Hollis Flax. That's correct. Which it's so actually- weird. Even inter- more interesting because Hollis, New Hampshire, is a town that neighbors Nashua, New Hampshire. Oh wow! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Were they from New England? Is this like a? This is so this good. Is like Supernatural was created by a bunch of people from Toledo. Toledo, there's so much Midwest so stuff there. There's a ton of you didn't know this. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so Supernatural has episodes that are set in like Sylvania, Ohio. Or have Sylvania Street Boo. in them, or okay, all right, get over it. Um. <laughs> now, so the street Sylvania is great. I lived very close to there. <laughs> we lived on Superior Street, which is for the lake, not the. But we <laughs> we did every once in a while. We're like, yes. I remember your house. We came. We came to your house once. <laughs> So at what point do we actually formally announce that at the 150th episode, we're now pivoting to being an office podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> I have Garrett, now left the I collective. Go. I was going to say, Garrett's now formally resigned. Katie and I are splintering off and High five. actually doing music. Look, so. look, it's not just office. It's anything that Mike Shure did. That's it. Oh, there okay. we go. There we have we a go. lot to I'm, choose from. I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> did, no. you like, did you like The Good Place? I haven't seen it. What is wrong with you, Jamie? Jeez. <laughs> okay. I watched a, a lot of it. It's pretty good. There's a specific kind of comedy Place. I like. And I realized, as an adult, I don't have to watch NASCAR, and I don't have to watch comedy that really isn't built for me. So, I like, I'm not an Adam Sandler fan, and I never was, and so, yet I saw most of those movies. I'm Manchester, Adam, New Hampshire. I'm just going to keep talking about New Hampshire. No, no, no. no, I'm not saying that it has anything to do with The Office. I'm saying I, they can be worlds apart, and I, they're still not my brand of comedy. I like insulting wit. Like, this shouldn't be a surprise to you, Rob. <laughs> we've, been, we've been watching King of the Hill. Like, I never really watched that show very closely. It is so good. That's my mm-hmm. brand of comedy. I just like King of the Hills. So. Boom, Howard. Yeah. He's a breathe. Um, 
Cool. So since, uh, that was a nice diversion to I was just going to say, so since you're talking actually music, uh, what have you been writing? Garrett, you've been, you've been up to something, yeah. haven't well, you? Did you so see that pivot? Did you see that? That was good hosting. He, he hosted he, the lexical tones. Did he's a guest host. Idea? He knows how to do it. Two episodes ago. Um, what people don't know is I basically read that bio word for word uh, in individual takes. I'm like, the <laughs> face bar. <laughs> so you are a lexical tones host. <laughs> I am not a master of any language, including the English. Um, well, so unlike, unlike everyone else, I did not teach this um, fall not for any fault of my own. I was supposed to teach, and then the they, it was a new class in the university, which is near to me, we'll just say, um, <laughs> but not the closest one. <laughs> it's a riddle. Uh, um, but uh, they just couldn't get a new class approved, and so I was kicked to the curb unceremoniously. Um, but we have a... as. The 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 um, Corona Tones faithful will remember, we have a new child, and he now has teeth. And <laughs> he now crawls and can walk if we hold his hands, and so that's what a what a um, measurement of the passage of time. He's like got basically three teeth now, which is crazy. Um, so I was doing I was doing what. Rob's mother-in-law was doing this this whole fall. I mean, I've been doing that since um, my wife Shana went back to work. Basically, is just doing all the childcare uh-huh. during the day with a cup with some breaks from her family. But we haven't um, we haven't been able to like get my in-laws, Shana's parents, to like reliably stick to a regime in mm-hmm. terms of like coronavirus protocols and granted Uh we're being extremely cautious because like if if either of us got sick with a regular illness like that would totally uh to reference the show parks and recreation also like sure like chris traeger's body it's a microchip and if we get (laughs) dust in the microchip like everything's gonna fall apart so we're being like extremely careful um is that a mike sure show yeah that is mike sure Oh, okay. I, I amazingly fit into that. Um, so, He's still in the collective. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, this is this. If anyone's interested in joining the collective, you have to pass the unspoken no, tests of the Corona Tones podcast in it's, order to stay in. That's it's going it to be st- trivia from The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which honestly I have never seen an episode of. Oh, so I might so get good. I might get kicked out on that. And then uh, the, the, the Lexical Tones podcast, right? What? They have to have heard all 150 <laughs> yeah. episodes of Lexical Tones. Oof. It's Oof. kind of like a comprehensive exam. We're doing this it's to worse. ourselves. <laughs> we are. We're doing this to ourselves. No, but at any rate, so why would we set the bar so high? <laughs> it's actually been it's actually been a real blessing, like not not having to teach because I've had this amazing opportunity to write a percussion chamber concerto for Cameron Leach, who's this amazing percussion soloist. Awesome. Through through my concert presenting organization, Apex Contemporary Performance, we now have an annual guest artist and he's our guest artist chosen by our music director, um, uh, Kevin Fitzgerald. 
And Kevin was like, you should write Cameron a piece. And I was like, oh man, I have a new baby. I really hope I have time. And then Cameron was, he was like, you can do like, write whatever you want. So I'm about to finish a 30 minute long percussion chamber concerto for percussion and winds, but there'll also be a version with strings for maximal um, application in the concert hall when that is possible. And it's been, amazingly, it's been going really well. I hadn't, I hadn't written certainly a big piece in a really long time. And I think like my creative muscles were really ready for it so and also when um as uh any parents will be able to relate like you realize how precious your time is and so like there's no bullshit like when mm-hmm. i when i like have 30 minutes to work it's like okay i need to do this and it's like always in the back of my mind it's like oh what should i do here so like when i get that moment i'm just like ready to like make stuff happen and i'm really happy it, it, it's a it's supposed to be performed in may and that's looking even better with all the vaccine news you know knock on wood that that is going well i mean i still don't think we'll have like a concert with an audience but i i'm feeling pretty good like if it were scheduled for now we wouldn't do it just because the the COVID spread is way too intense right now. Um, but uh, but it, things are looking good, and, and the piece is going really well, and we're going to do... Uh, I got a local grant to support this, so we'll be able to get audio and video recording, and, and it's going to be really awesome. awesome. So nice. That's been, that's been really, really great. And even though I... Uh, and, I've, and I've had, like, other little projects and stuff, like research stuff that I've been doing, but you know, when that, when the class didn't happen, I was like, kind of like, Oh, okay, this is a bummer. Like, what am I going to do? And I've really used the time well, and I'll, I'm, I'll be done before the coming semester when I'm supposed to teach. So it's like, everything's working out pretty, pretty nicely, even though, um, primary being the primary parent to a 10 month old is like really hard. <laughs> That's just but, bonkers right yes, there. But fortunate, I mean, with the state being at home and, and I'm sure like, um, Cody and, and Rob, you found this, like, even if you're like being the primary, like working people, well, Rob, I know, I know Kate works too, but, uh, mm. um, like, it's nice if you're working from home and like you have a break unexpectedly, you can like spend time with the other people in the house instead of you lose out on the potential for interacting with people in your office or whatever. But it's been really nice. Like Shana will get a break and then she'll come out and like hang out with Isaac a little bit or and something like that. And so that's, that's been good. I mean, I, I, I think we're ready to be at a place where we can like pass them off to other people more consistently, but uh, so far so good. I would say that's great. So, yeah, I mean, uh, just today, you know, it was snowing in Athens today and there were these, I posted a couple videos to Instagram and there were these huge, big fat snowflakes. Yeah. And, um, uh, just like you say, you know, you, you have this opportunity and you catch a break and it's like Sloan, let's, let's go out and catch snowflakes on our, on our tongues, (laughs) which she she failed spectacularly. One (laughs) one just hit her in the eye and she was like, Nope, I'm done. (laughs) We got, so it's, it's Hanukkah right now Mm -hmm. and, uh, happy Hanukkah to those of you celebrating. My wife is Jewish, so we're celebrating. And, uh, my, her parents had brought a gift every night for Isaac and they brought Mm -hmm. him a sled. One of those ones that you 
the parents pull and he's like strapped into. Mm-hmm. So it was snowing in Ypsilanti today too, but not enough for that. We're really excited for when we get like three inches maybe and we can put him in that and hopefully like just go down the middle of the street or something. So it's like really easy to do. So that'll be fun. <laughs> So so going back to Cameron Leach, I mean, mm-hmm. he he is at the nexus of um he so obviously he's an amazing percussionist. Yes. He um he actually did my very last uh live performance at Splice. Oh cool. Yeah. He, oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so he he played uh, one of my older pieces for um for multiple percussion and and uh fixed media at Splice and um in uh, Miami of Ohio and uh that yeah that was the last like live performance I had like a tape piece performed um yes we were there together Jamie and you sent me a fantastic montage of pictures mostly from Splice um today but uh anyway Cameron has also started his own whiskey YouTube channel. Yes, I saw this today. He's doing a great job too. Well, it's He's got what, one of those tubes in his house too. That's yeah. <laughs> well, what what bums me out so much because like I, per, writing for percussion is so fun, and I've written, um, it. Well, I've written like three pieces that are either solo percussion or like really feature percussion, mm-hmm. and. Two of those were for the same percussionist, Chris Size of the group Latitude Forty Nine, mm-hmm. and like we, when I was working on my dissertation piece, which he was a part of and and plays a prominent role, like I just went over to his apartment and like I was like, "Ooh, what does that sound like?" And he would like hit it, and I was like, "What? What else can you do with it?" And he would like do stuff, and <laughs> and one, it's it's a big bummer with this piece. Like Cameron and I haven't been able to do that. We've been meeting over Skype, and he'll like produce a video because he's he's a big streamer and it before he did the bourbon thing he would do percussion streaming and stuff and um he'll like send me these youtube links where it's it's like a real a pretty well produced video and he's just like hey garrett here's what i can do with my symbols and he's and it's like kind of weird but like like it's like oh he did all this for me that's so nice i just just, write him emails it's youtube Um, just for you uh, yeah but it's 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 been sad to miss out on that. But also knowing that he's a big bourbon aficionado, I'm like, oh, many there are many drinks that I've missed out on. And <laughs> he there's one of the person drinks that need to be happening <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah, he all over you. He has a fantastic uh, he has a fantastic basement, you know, where all of his um, all of his gear is set up, you know, and I'm assuming that's where he's producing these videos from. Mm-hmm. But he also has a great. Um, room. He has he has some like really professional gear. Um, um, where where he does all of his uh all of his, I shouldn't say it's bourbon. He does all all manner of whiskey, scotch, and I don't know if he's done any Irish or anything, but um, but it's been mostly scotch and bourbon. But yeah, he's he's fun. He has be glad that um, uh, you're not going over there because his cat is insane. Um, well, it, I have a cat. Well, yeah, I had a cat too, a but cat. this cat is the goddamn devil. All right, and he'll he'll tell you as much. Yeah, ask him about the cat. <laughs> like but, I was a little bit scared for my life when that cat was in I, you know, eyeline. Anyway, so now is when we pivot in saying that we're moving to a cat percussion podcast, right? And uh-huh. bourbon. Yeah. We do that. 
I just want to keep teasing new themes. That's all. I, all I want to <laughs> do. We are. We did I the one fifty already. It's all music. We're, we got to change. You know? This is a time. Not only is the year ending, the desire for renewal is so strong. Let's just like let's keep pitching this. Like, yeah. what would it be about? We got to change, right? Can we take callers? We're live. Can we take callers? <laughs> They're on the air. We're going to end up with callers here soon. I'm going to be okay. calling Annie being like, get me out of here. <laughs> wait, wait, be, before before we pivot too far, I, I want to say again, congratulations to Garrett on, on this. It's a massive piece, really. Like anything, honestly, anything over 15 minutes at this point is, is a chunk of music that's substantial. So, uh, in true interlocking tradition, and Garrett, you remember this, right? Uh, I owe you pie. Oh. The, next time, the next time I see you, uh, whenever we finish a piece during the summers at interlocking, uh, we all kind of pitch in and uh, and buy each mm-hmm. other a nice slice of pie. In your case, I think you deserve a whole pie for a thirty-minute percussion concerto, man. You oh, get a whole thank pie you. on me. On thank me. you. Can we just can we just make this like just a friend tradition? I yeah. love this yeah. idea. Yeah. Because I, I love pie. <laughs> so this pivots now, Andrew. What favorite pies? Let's do this. Oh, oh. pie pod. I like Wait, it. So pie now pod. This is like doughboys, and we're killing time all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, oh. I have I I have no original ideas. We know this. Come uh-huh. on. No, that's true. That's true. I am a. That's why you use algorithms. <laughs> there it is. I'm key just kidding. Pie. I'm just kidding, Andrew. I'm just gonna All keep right. saying key lime pie. You you keep saying key lime pie. That, that's raspberry legitimately pie. your favorite. Just kidding. It is. It is legitimately my my favorite pie. That's I like interesting to know. Isn't okay. So key lime Rob. pie for Andrew. Rob. Not not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> a yeah, pie in this isn't this isn't this, this isn't, isn't the podcast of Rob's not a fan of this pie. Okay, <laughs> you're asking what your favorite pie is. <laughs> Follow the instructions. Um. Well. Uh, Traditionally, it would just be apple pie, um, but there I, I do love like a mixed berry mm. type of pie. You know, mm. that's that's also I like good. It. Jamie makes a killer apple pie, so so that that might be if this friends pie thing is what we're all doing. We gotta uh, obviously, I'm not making it for you. I'm gonna have to get Jamie and and do something around the house that allows her to make you the pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it apples not your favorite though? No, no, not no, because my favorite pie is. I like apple pie. Apple pie is my favorite. Apple I, my pie favorite is, a good safe is apple pie with melted cheddar cheese on top. Oh, oh you're one of those. Texas tradition, and it's really good. Oh, you have to use real cheddar cheese though, not American. Do you know how much cinnamon I put in mine? There's no way I could put cheese. No, on you top. could. You could do cinnamon. Garrett, real quickly, Garrett, real quickly. How do you pronounce apple pie in West Texas? Apple pie. <laughs> Um, this has been pronunciation with garrett schumann (laughs) i i will say um the last pie i ate was pecan pie at thanksgiving and it was really good and pecan pie is like so weird and disgusting if you really think about it but it tastes really good that's interesting that you call it pecan pie Stop. There are like four ways of saying that. Nut. Pecan. <laughs> it's pecan um, pie. 
So, so this is, this is like the difference between Noxos and Naxos. Uh, so any, anyway, the, the, the idea I'm getting here at is, uh, is we shouldn't look too hard at anything that tastes good. I think when you, when you get down to anything that tastes good, it's probably pretty nasty when you unpackage it all. Andrew, this isn't composition seminar. Like, where, what? what is oh. this metaphor? Oh, I'm, I'm looking Everything pretty hard, and it, it looks Andrew, layered Andrew, metaphor. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, a stab at your favorite pie, and it might have to do with it being a crumb pie, since over your right shoulder, I see a little black angels over there. <laughs> it's a, wow! It's a wow! It's a, it's a really, it's a really <laughs> intriguing well, I gonna, guess. I was gonna say blueberry because you I'm, like that blueberry beer. Oh, that's that blueberry right. Blueberry wheat. Oh, Don't call man. it a beer. I did. Okay, here's the thing, though. I've only made one blueberry pie in my life. He ate the whole thing. It was this past summer. I don't even know if it was good because I didn't get any. Uh, I can I can answer that question decidedly. Uh, success that blueberry pie, but that blueberry pie is only my second favorite type of pie. It's pumpkin. He's boring. What is, is wrong that with you? That's such a that is such a white bread answer. Come on. Pumpkin. Do we now want to do pies that can go straight in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> trash pies. Hey, hey, don't forget I'm making all of these. None of my pies go straight None in, the, in the trash. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of pumpkin pie. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, so. It's it's all so right. Like I'm sure, I'm sure they are. Garrett, this is not the podcast of pies that Garrett does not like. <laughs> It could be. Apparently, we keep changing what we're talking about. So. And since I'm the one who is making all of them, I am going to include mine. Concord grape. Concord grape pie is Ooh, Jamie's favorite pie. Deep track pie. That's good. It is. It. Uh, everyone, Almost nobody's had it. I was going to no, say everyone no. that we bring this up to is like grape pie with a question mark. And uh, yeah, I was skeptical. <laughs> of course, you were. Uh, that is a delicious pie uh, with the. With your recipe, not the not yeah, the, I cut a whole cup of sugar out of it, and it tastes better. Again, How do we there, feel? Hmm, there again, the amount of sugar that should have gone into this pie, two like, and a half cups. We don't That's think about lot. the things that taste good. We don't think about the things Ooh. that taste good. Yeah. Hey, what's I, the collective? Uh, what's the collective thought, real quickly, on on rhubarb? I've never I really had it. it. Yeah, I I would say in my experience, quite overrated. And whenever I'm watching the British baking show and they're like throwing rhubarb everywhere, I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> Was British baking show Mike Sure? I think it's Mike Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, but I'm also, have you had rhubarb in anything else other than pie? Yeah, I make a coffee cake, a rhubarb coffee cake. That's fine. Really? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not bad. Uh, I've I've actually eaten a lot of rhubarb. Just that's it. Rhubarb. Like raw, straight up. Yeah, his but not was, leaves. His mom was what the part, most hilarious. What part do you cook? like better, the roux or the barb? <laughs> do you eat the roux first or the barb? You, you gotta well, go a, the I'm barb. A, I'm a barb it's, person. Roux McClanahan or Barbara Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Choose. Choose your hot grandma, Rue McClanahan, <laughs> or Barbara Bush. The, the podcast is going. Garrett, we're at a decision places. point there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ep- episode 151 Choose Your Hot Grandma. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't going to drink bourbon tonight because all I had for dinner was popcorn, but I might need to start. Yes. Um, yes. This is. Love it. This is how much is left of the uh, back your backwoods bastard. So it's your second beer. You're getting on to the third one. I oh, it's definitely happening. And yeah. I'm regretting it already. 
So All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back because Rob was telling me a little bit about a piece you're writing. Oh, That's okay. A quote, unquote, awesome. Wow, piece. that was, that was like a that had major that transition had major youth pastor vibes. <laughs> to me. Hey friends. <laughs> Hey friends, I'm gonna bring this us guy back. Who was telling me all about how you should? <laughs> I remember. Jesus I remember did. getting my braces off too. Totally a drag. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. He w- he was rapping at me about this earlier. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what up? What I'm working on right now? Um, so, uh, well, I I should have been working on it all semester, and I just could not. I mean, the beach was three miles away. Come on. And it was like, I was in the water. I hope mu- no one paid for this piece. <laughs> no, no. And that's why it's not getting written because there's right, no yeah. like real drive to finish it. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. something that I wanted to do. Um, I mean, I was in the ocean in mid-November. Come on. Come on. There was no way I was composing while I was down there. Um, I think that's totally fair. I, I want to be super clear that even though I, I like, I've been... The stars really aligned for me to write a lot. Mm-hmm. I think not writing, which is something that has happened to me at other points, like recently, just it's totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. I mean, especially it was... if you don't have like people who have given you a lot of money. Although there are composers who I almost named but didn't name, who haven't let that stop them in the past. You all do the math. I'm so, I, I'm gonna I'm people. gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna briefly interrupt this to uh, to reclaim. <laughs> now I'm gonna reclaim my namesake, Rob. You're gonna enjoy this. I didn't realize that I had the previous wine in this glass before pouring the new wine in this glass. <laughs> so bad beer, Andy strikes again. The wine edition. <laughs> we just called that a blend. Oh, yeah, there we a, go. Okay, see, I'm I'm Not more I'm more couth than I thought I was. Continue. No, that's you taking like the Moderna vaccine and the uh, the Pfizer and just kind of putting them together. That's more like I'm, taking the Moderna vaccine and then chugging bleach. Um, <laughs> that's true. Those are both. I hear those are both legitimate treatments. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Oh, so, political. Podcast. That was sad. Oh, please no. We're now the Bill Do we O'Reilly need to give a disclaimer show. now? Do we now need to give a disclaimer for everyone's safety? Do not go that, drink bleach. That was a joke. Rob, Don't go joke. Drink. It was a joke. It was a joke. Rob, Rob I'm sorry. I interrupted your you before. I was just providing affirmation. So. Before I interrupted. And then what am I supposed to talk it. about? Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the piece I'm writing right now is a. It's just a fixed media piece. You know, it's. Um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was uh, Seamus put out that call for like um, mono uh, miniatures, and uh, I did one, and um, it got accepted to the CD, which I was very happy about and you know uh, grateful for. And uh, the the idea of this piece only surviving um, you know by itself, like three minutes of mono. Fixed media, fixed media. I just like I wanted to do more with that idea, so um, I'm writing three other miniatures to go along with it. That kind of um, it's that piece that's already done is going to be the last of this set of four, and um, it's 
I, I, I kind of pitched the idea to Andrew and Jamie earlier because I was very unsure about it. And, um, and uh, it, it's like, it's kind of programmatic, I would say. Um, it's, it's going to, the title is going to be Sin, uh, S-Y-N, and it's all going to be um, synthetic sound sources. Um, either original synthetic sound sources or real audio that has been mangled to the point that you can't even tell um, it's uh, it was real at one point. Um, and uh, it's kind of programmatically, it's it's like a kind of sci-fi future, you know, synthetic beings have are the new dominant kind of race or, or whatever. Um, and, um, it's about, uh, a synthetic being longing to be like human. Um, so anyway, that, that's, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm writing these fixed media, uh, uh, miniatures. And I was telling Cody, you know, I'm, I, I the last couple of days I've been waking up super, super early because like, I'm, I'm the one that's doing school with my kids, uh, you know, during the day now. And I haven't been really able to work at night because Ohio has a 10 PM curfew, um, at the moment. Uh, so you can't stay out late, even though it's like, I'd be in an electronic music studio by myself and then driving home. Oh, super populous, that electronic music studio. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been waking up early and going in. So I've last couple mornings I've, I've gone in at like, I've done like six to eight and, um, you know, I'm I, the first movement is kind of a banger. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, it's uh, it, it it's got some beats to it. Um, so I did not want to do that at home. So I've been awesome. uh, up. We need to call Mike Dewine and tell him that <laughs> exemption, his, right? His COVID lockdown is unfairly inhibiting. <laughs> Elect experimental electronic musicians. I'm How sure. are we going to get any eight channel music if people right? can't go to their world class electronic music studios? Which is not to say that your piece is an eight channel, but I'm just saying you need. I think to, it's one channel actually. You need to go to an. Uh, nobody has eight channel at their house. Nobody has octophonic at their house. Every Kurt, everything Kurt Bob has Stallman right now did. is in stereo, and he needs to go. <laughs> Just a broken set of headphones is not going to cut it. <laughs> Holding that one speaker in front of his face. Now I will. I will say that eventually this is going to be eight channel. Oh, um, cool, cool. So I'm I'm nice. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing it stereo right now because the only presentation of it in the foreseeable future mm-hmm. could be stereo. But eventually, I'll I'll do an eight channel version. I mean, there's it. incredible potential for like a special edition version of the piece that's like an eight channel and presented as like a remembrance of what you created during this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I, I'm, it's also like if you go to see a movie and you go to see it in like 3d or you go to see it in yeah. uh, whatever, like the, what's the one where you have the like big screen over your head. You know what I'm talking about? IMAX. IMAX. That's it. Well, there's, and there's 4dx where they spray water on you or something in your seat. Vibrates. I went to a theater in China that had 7D. So that's a 7D. You uh, can I, taste I the movie. <laughs> we didn't get it either. <laughs> I I want to be clear that 
what I was saying before was a bit. I am not sympathetic to anti-lockdown people. Although, and don't drink bleach. <laughs> and don't drink bleach. There's a lot yes. of disclaimers oh. we have to put on this, but but yes. Tide pods, are they back? <laughs> oh God. Okay. So yeah, that that's what that's uh, what I'm doing right now, which is why I haven't re- really been able to work on it because it's not for someone. I, I probably like the rest of you. I'm really driven by deadlines and. And having like something to work towards. The only mm-hmm. deadline I have for myself is actually the the Seamus um, deadline for this year, which is January 10th. So it's got to be done by then because I'm going to submit it to that. And that's just that's a very artificial deadline, but I'm using it to actually make me write the piece, you know, because otherwise, like I've always said, like fixed media is such a selfish enterprise because it's for no one. You know, it's I mean, it's obviously for an audience, but like. You know, you're writing for Cameron. You know, that's true. Like, but and like, you you have him in mind. I, I feel like there's something very. Uh, I think I really love. I mean, collaborating with performers is like totally awesome. But I think fixed media is like a really unique format for a piece for this time for the technology that we have that mm-hmm. like you can invent all the sounds and put them in place and then perform them all as one person and you're not limited by for example like a piano which is the previous version of that or something you know yeah. like an instrument that one person can play you can or an organ is probably as close as you could get to um, a synthesizer with yeah. like the range mm-hmm. of sounds um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't, I don't know if that I, I see what you mean. Like there's something, it's not, a, it's not collaborative, Yeah. but I wouldn't say that it's selfish. Although I, I can see like, this is a piece that you're sort of doing because you're motivated to do. And that seem might seem self-indulgent, but yeah, I think, I think that's probably it. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just self-indulgent. And I mean, plenty of people have made their careers you know, just doing this. Beethoven. And that's, and <gasps> Beethoven, really? Oh. Never Ignore forget. Him. He um, wrote a lot of fixed media music. It's he really so did. great. It's on piano I, roll. I, I thought, I thought <laughs> that's we not even an accurate self-indulgent, thing. like just self-indulgent. No, no, no. And I don't even. I, I was. I didn't mean that seriously. Like I think it's great. And 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 fi- I really like wish i had the skill to just like write fixed media music so i'm envious in a way of what you're doing so yeah rob i'd also add too um what's what's interesting right now is with with covid um i was talking to to dale trumbor in episode 148 of lexical tones go check it out um she wrote this really great suite of pieces for a couple choir directors who were meeting with their choirs over zoom and it was intentionally playing with like the lag that comes with um, the zoom calls and like aesthetically it's not like what choral singing is supposed to be for the you know the performing audience but it's actually in a way it's 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 providing for the performer and the performer is more the recipient of the performance than it is the, the you know the audience so mm. in, in a way it's mm. i think i don't know it, it it almost feels fitting to like write fixed media right now i, I i'm writing a, a a bigger piece as well that's that's kind of using um, it, it's a really it's for me Will you it's tell for my us family about too. that yeah i can once once we're done talking about rocks uh-huh. i don't want to steal a spotlight here we're done um but <laughs> i uh but what I, what i wanted to say is is i think that's totally okay and i think if if covid is doing anything for a lot of people i think 
it's it's kind of a good excuse to to do that more since we don't necessarily have performers that are are like we need this piece by you know a month from now and we need to perform it exactly and that's that's why it felt like this was the perfect time to to do uh to to actually do this because this this piece i've had kind of rattling around my brain for a while but you know some some things got pushed some things got canceled and it's like well all right, I can do this in my setup right now. I mean, it's it's better when I have, you know, speakers surrounding me, even though I'm just but putting in But that tyrant, stereo. Mike DeWine, won't let you go to <laughs> the studio. absolute tyrant. Well, I, he, I he won't let me go to the studio. Calls, so, I mean, let's get him on the line. <laughs> we're now a right-wing podcast. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> this is all a joke. This is not serious. <laughs> he won't let me go to the studio after 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I just really want to read that article on Breitbart, just like <laughs> God. No. Electronic music composers are outraged. <laughs> it would be the intellectual like pretzel knot of them like accepting experimental and avant-garde creativity in order to make a point about officious overreach by the government oh, that would be oh, really man. a wonderful thing to observe it'd be a pretty centrist ar- article it'd be very central it'd be very centrist i think so so cody what what are you <laughs> the pretzel nut that's so good um, <laughs> anyway cody what are you doing so uh okay so um in terms of like paid stuff i've got two saxophone commissions which is exciting one of our um partners the aruna quartet um, which uh, is a wonderful saxophone quartet uh, based in Texas, though they're scattered about now in different places, but they're coming back together, I believe, in Texas areas. But anyways, uh, so I'm writing them a sax quartet, which is great. Um, and then uh, I have another commission for a saxophone duo and percussion duo, which is fun. I believe her name is Sierra Westbrook out of the University of Central Arkansas. And so working on those for the springtime uh, and I'm writing music for a podcast. It's a history podcast called Consolation Prize. Ooh, um, mm, that's fun. It's through a really long center, history center that I can't pronounce. Um, but anyways, uh, we just aired se- episode six, uh, and it's a twelve season or twelve episode season, which is kind of fun. Can you get? Can you give the what name? You can you give the name to Garrett and have him pronounce it? <laughs> it's like Roy Rosen. Yeah, I'll give it to Garrett for sure. <laughs> Have it. It's it's through it's, I know it's how through to George Mason's German. digital That's history department. <laughs> You're very good in our. My last about name that. has two ends in it. You can see it when my <laughs> name comes up on. I can. Yeah. I'm glad you have it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, but the the selfish piece I'm doing, which is is actually a recording project. Um, it's a project called. Uh, I'm calling it Sleep Well. And my wife, which I hope she's okay with me sharing this, and my son, who's three and a half, has lately been showing signs of this, have issues with sleeping, like falling asleep is is a challenge um, that they face, which is very much not a challenge that I face, and I'm very grateful for it. Basically, if I'm sitting up, I'm awake. If I'm horizontal, I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> he, he has, he's very, that's very binary. That's a one or a zero for Andrew right now. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that kind of a person. Um, so anyways, uh, I've sketched it out. It's basically just like a structured improvisation, but it's eight and a half hours long uh, for solo piano. And it's going to be a recording project um, that's basically designed to help my family fall asleep. My my wife and my son, my son falls asleep to music 
and my wife uh, falls asleep to British Bake Off, which we've already referenced once today. Please send um, that to me. But would fall asleep to music. I might go and there's insane. actually, yeah, and there's, I've, I've realized there's, like, my father-in-law has used this. There's, like, Delta Wave, mm-hmm. like, yeah. audio that people can listen to and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, I have a really beautiful piano that my wife inherited, um, and I've re- recently had tuned and fixed up and uh i was just sitting here improvising and it's just a lot of really beautiful ringing tones in a room and i thought what the heck let's just try to to organize this so i'm not obviously recording it over eight and a half hours i'm recording it in kind of like hour-long chunks um and it goes through a progression um and there are moments that kind of sync up with sleep cycles and that sort of thing to kind of like help reassign and realign uh, but it's kind of a pet project um and so i'm gonna hopefully release that in february so that's, that's my awesome. that's kind of that's like awesome bigger bigger musical thing also most of my music is usually like three four minutes because i'm like great i'm out of ideas <laughs> peace out so um As- and i don't know about you guys but sometimes music makes me uncomfortable too um in a weird way like having to sit with music for a really long time like mm. i just didn't I don't have enough focus. And so it's, again, selfishly kind of an exercise in being able to to do that. This is the problem with this medium. You can see everything that she's she's like, this happens all the time, (laughs) but no one sees it. I'm sorry. You know, Jamie, (laughs) Jamie, like I realize when we're doing it this way, we can't like silently text each other. While this is happening, which we do all the time. Facebook. Nobody knows this, but well, plenty of people probably know this, but Rob and I text each other during during recording sessions all the time, and it's like passing notes, and it's never it's it's mostly just to make the other one break and laugh at a totally inappropriate time. <laughs> anyway, it's horrifying and hilarious. What are, what are you yeah. guys doing, Jamie? You're you're like in the middle of a bunch of stuff right now, right? I am writing for almost nothing but large ensembles right now, which is so counterintuitive in the middle of a pandemic where large ensembles can't meet. But I had some uh, some pre-existing commissions, <laughs> and uh, so I'm finishing a string orchestra piece with harps this week, literally tomorrow. Two harps. Um, and uh, that's for one of our new partners, the Clements High School mm-hmm. uh, String Orchestra. We met them last year at Midwest, and uh, and they're commissioning a couple of our composers, and I just happened to pull for straw here. So that piece is almost done, and I am I officially got word on Wednesday last week, so seven days ago, that a new Level 5 band commission has been approved by the university that... Um, mm-hmm. That I'm working for, or that I'm working with, so um, that will be two. Okay, this piece is gonna be crazy. It will be a level five wind ensemble piece eventually. But what we've decided to do for the spring semester, Rob, stop it. <laughs> what we decided to do for the spring semester is I'm writing an aleatoric piece for winds and per- woodwinds specifically and percussion for them to do over Zoom. That will be kind of the introduction to the piece and then a brass fanfare that will eventually be part of it. And then I'll actually finish and kind of knit them together with the rest of the work that will be performed live. Uh, that The whole piece isn't due until like August. So I'm giving them these kind of smaller chunks of it that they can perform in the spring. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of my next seven weeks here. We, we don't start classes for another seven weeks. Um, and that that wind ensemble piece is going to be the bulk of it. 
But I also have a commission from New York State Foundation for the Arts to start writing my uh, first full-length opera. So I am in the middle yeah. of writing the choir lament that will kick off the second act um, to kind of complete my, my work for that. So, yeah, it's actually, it's been a really weird year for me, composition-wise, because it's been uncharacteristically productive, even if we didn't have a pandemic. And so I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling like commission guilt I don't want to tie it to survivor's guilt because I feel like that is way too, um, way too strong of a connection. But at the same time, like we're, we're doing okay here, um, because of a lot of things that were just already in place and, and it's been kind of rocking. So I am, I am busy. I'm busy. <laughs> that's great. I, I think the first book, that's all so awesome. And what you described with the band piece is so cool. It's kind of relates to what we were talking about with Rob because the situation is really changing your practice with the piece because I'm assuming yeah. you wouldn't start a level five band piece by within that order with like thinking of those chunks or maybe kind you of. would. No, but, I would. Um, but it's being but it's being baked into this yeah, process yeah. in a in a way that's definitely different. I I'm assuming. Well, I definitely, so I started talking about this piece in February with one director and due to circumstances beyond my control, certainly, um, the piece switched schools, um, as far as who was running the consortium in, Mm. I don't know, September. And so Mm. I already had a lot of the planning done. We were already talking about how to get some performances through the pandemic. Um, and it just happens to be this piece is about one of the areas where I grew up, the St. Lawrence River is the natural border between New York and Canada, and I spent a lot of time up there as a kid, and right now a lot of my pieces are kind of pulling right back to that natural area. And um, and this piece is about, you know, not only the river, but how um, the shipping lines for the, the Great Lakes essentially all cut through there. And, uh, and so the piece is called Ships Passing, so I've stolen some things from uh, some, like, folk songs from the 70s uh, about the St. Lawrence River, are going to be in the fanfare, and there's a lot of natural sounds for the aleatoric section. So while I might not start every piece this way, this one really had some very distinct sections that I was able to just say, okay, pivot, <laughs> we're in a pandemic, um... These I already knew these sections were going to exist. Let's just extract them and present them to you in January so you can do whatever you please with them. They, they are doing some live performances um, at North Texas, and so they'll probably do the fanfare in person. And, uh, and the aleatoric piece, they might, who knows, but kind of the consortium, it's up to them what they want to perform. So it's it's been... I did another aleatoric piece, we both did, um, for our orchestra here on campus that'll be performed in the spring as well, um, kind of Zoom-centric. You know, everything is based on timing, but it's, it's yeah, similar to that. So, it is making me think a little differently, but, Rob, I'm you know stu- everybody can see you. I'm a student, so I'm, I'm raising my hand here. You're not a student, because... You didn't hit the raise hand feature. Learning. I don't... We have to use Microsoft don't Teams. don't find the raise hand feature. They're, it's the one student who's, like, several slides away you have to click through. They've been raising their hand for, like, ten minutes, but you can't see them. You He's know? the host. Yeah. He can't raise his hand. Did you know this one is called Tada? The one I posted here. <laughs> they actually have names. There's one called Open Mouth. That's this guy. This one is called Joy. I... <laughs> Yeah, because you're laughing, because you're crying. No, that, yeah, that's the John Cage. That's the Cage cry emoji. laughing. I don't, 
That's the John this Cage one is, emoji. This one is thumbs up, but I prefer to read it as thumbs up. Thumbs up? <laughs> thumbs up. Um, we can't use my emojis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't enable like the hand raising or, or whatever in this, but we use Microsoft Teams anyway. I, I don't know Zoom. Anyway, um, I, I was I was wondering with, with this piece, are you considering it like... Uh, Will this always be a piece where you can kind of have modular sections that can be performed? Like, I think so. Yeah, it'll always have like the aleatoric section and the brass fanfare section, and then there will be another separate, like all of it together. I think so, because right now, one of my main goals on the entrepreneurship side of my life is like ASCAP royalties, y'all. Speaking of which, (laughs) hey, right? Yeah, December publisher royalties dropped yeah. dropped today. <gasps> Did they? Well, I looked. I um, I, I was I'm BMI, so well. oh brother, Brew Pro. <laughs> yeah, BMI. That's oh my what I'm god. About. See, this that's is what equal the B and BMI stands for. Brew IPA. <laughs> that's right. Not that body mass index. <laughs> Broadcast music, baby. Yeah. And brute. No, music no. Yesterday, less. yesterday, we, I I saw a text come in that we had a deposit, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Oh, We're that's not, funny. Yeah, it was it was nice. Anyway, we'll have to check on that. I do know ASCAP Plus Awards got announced today. Flat. Uh, oh, we we checked on our account. They they oh. like they get approved in your account before they actually send you the email. So not like we're constantly hitting refresh on no, that that's, page. I mean, they usually post it all. in November. I went and checked a week ago, and and they were. I really dislike him sometimes. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you I was going to say, hold on, I've been sitting on this. Yeah. Okay, please so, do. So to reference what Andrew was saying about the medium and all of that with their interacting and stuff, to paraphrase Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the marriage. Is the mesh. Oh, oh. Ooh. That's nice. <laughs> this and is the best part about Marshall the being a visual medium podcast. now, too. We get all of Rob's dance moves. Like, a half hour in, Rob no longer responds with words. He responds with motions. And it's usually like some sort of like, oh yeah. I affirm. No pumpkin pie. <laughs> so so let's, let's... Back to royalties. What I was going to say is what, the reason why I'm writing a piece of music that people can stream while they sleep is totally to try to get those digital royalties get those streaming royalties hey i got a fat almost one dollar check coming to me at some point from all of my my digital royalty streaming yeah it's gonna be exciting what are you can can afford one of those bad beers (laughs) stop it oh they just give those away (laughs) (laughs) you can have one of the beers you drink and a dollar So, so Andrew, let's let's round this out. What are you working on? Uh, Applications. Oh man, that's a true statement. Well, you know, to to be honest, I've taken the pandemic to do to go over a lot of older pieces and and actually get them up on the adjective site. I mean, it's uh, it has not escaped my business partner's awareness that of all of the adjective composers, I might have some of the fewest pieces in, like, the catalog. <laughs> so uh, He had three in there for, like, five years. <laughs> five years, y'all. I'm, I'm, Don't, I think I only have four or five. You're... 
new. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> You're he's, he's a co-founder. He's um, a co-founder. I feel he's like that wearing would... the merch. <laughs> Speak, I'm just, speaking of which, can, can I'm the billboard? I'm the I billboard. want okay. that sweatshirt. I'm gonna buy one. It's a it's a good one. It's a, I like it. I like it. They're very they're very soft. Yes, I see I see you in the roots. All right. It's my Roots Christmas sweater. I only break it out. You know, I only get to wear it. Special occasions. Pretty much. Um, so, I, well, so I've been taking this opportunity uh, with with potentially a, a circumstance where there's not as many performances to actually focus on getting a lot more of those things kind of proofed and finalized and up onto the onto the site and concentrating on actually some of my uh, smaller music. I, I've, I've actually had a significant number of performances even during, during the pandemic because of my solo works. Um, so I have this mm-hmm. really, um, I think it's lovely. So I'm going to say it's lovely. So this very lovely solo viola piece that I wrote for Andrea Priesterhood. Um, so humble. I'll just say that's one of the most beautiful pieces I've ever heard. And I told oh. you that. After I heard the performance at Interlochen last year, so it take my word, it is lovely, and this is not a bit, unlike some of the other things that I've said. <laughs> so um, is, does the pie bleach, even bleach, out? Bleach now? is a bit. Like Andrew's music, not a bit. Do, do, do you owe him pie? He owes you pie. Who owes pie at this point? Oh, at some point I, just we just stop all owe each other questions, pie. Actually, so much pie. <laughs> Do the pie thing. The one summer I was up there with all of you, not oh, teaching. Jamie was so mad. But I was on a Jamie writing was... retreat, and I have heard for years and years, for five years, about like we finish a piece and then we get pie. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. Well, none of us finished a piece. I think Jamie did. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did. He, he wrote the viola piece in that. Well, now, now, no, so I don't count. I was, was that last summer on a writing retreat. It was the time the summer before the last that. summer. Yeah. That was in person. Yes. So, yeah. Time yeah. doesn't I'm matter. Sorry, anymore. I wasn't rehired for this past summer, so I don't know what you're talking about. So. Well, I mean, uh, technically speaking, no one was because of the the That's how, true. That, how that all unfolded. That's um, true. This happened. A lot earlier than COVID nineteen, though. <laughs> fair, <so>. fair enough. <laughs> I'm supposed to be moving to Michigan next month, and for wait, five what? Months. Where? Oh well, originally, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, um, no, right. So, so Are we, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> I think that's a good no idea. No editing. I know, right? It's, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. I was supposed to be somewhere in an undisclosed location in Michigan for five months for a temporary job. Starting next month, but the pandemic has delayed my temporary job. I, I think this happens with so. a lot of. Uh, we just heard word. What was it last week that that Fredonia has just started to approve, uh, or or should I say, reapprove the sabbatical um, mm-hmm. of of several faculty who were supposed to be on sabbatical this year, uh, but the hammer came down and was like, "Nope, y'all are still y'all are teaching." So well, it's yeah. yeah, like it's. I mean, my experience. At the nearby university, <laughs> you probably heard of it. Um, oh, that been, one! Like, I successfully pitched this class in the spring before yeah. the pandemic hit. <clears throat> yeah. It was supposed to happen in the summer. I was hired, but too soon to before the. I probably went over this on a on one of the other episodes. 
there was low enrollment, so it got canceled because of the adjuncts aren't supposed to be hired to teach new classes. Yeah, you know? there's that. Mm. And then they couldn't get it approved for the fall, and like now it's finally happening, like a year after I first sent the outline of the class. That to, could be and the it's new really, theme it's of really our fra- podcast. Hmm? That could be the new theme of our podcast. Adjuncting? Just adjuncts I, getting I have screwed. a lot of experience in that. Um, and, oh, we, we would have a lot of stuff to talk about. Ooh, maybe we should do an after drinks that's all about that. After drinks. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it was like, post, post drinks. Yeah, post drinks. Post drinks. Or, or neo drinks. Neo drinks. <laughs> I can market that. But it's really, that's, that's like how I've, because I've like only been tangentially affiliated with a university through this whole time, like, it's really screw all the systems that they like depended on. Yeah. Like just being able to like, Oh, like we'll get, we'll be able to hire contingent faculty to teach these things. And like, Oh wait, mm-hmm. no, we can't. And right. There are knowing looks coming from other pixels. On so, screen, so. so. I, okay. Can I tell, can I, can I get, I got an email. Yeah, yeah. I got an email in like October, right before advising time. It was like, so we have this class that you've taught before. You're the only one who's taught it. And we want it to run in the spring, but we're not sure we can get it to run in the spring because we're not sure we can get the numbers enrolled. So we're going to go to a different department, an interdisciplinary, four more. This has uh, been pronunciation with Jamie Lee Sampson. (laughs) Um, But we need to see how many people we can recruit First, so will you put the work into doing the recruitment? But also, if we do run it, they might not hire you to do this because you're an adjunct. And I was like, hey, no, a I teach entrepreneurship, and I would never advise a student who is running their own portfolio career to accept these terms with a company with this bad a record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, the amount of. So many people have been coerced into unpaid labor during this time. I think yeah. it's pretty common in the contingent faculty game, but like, there's no reason. That's not a reason to participate or go along with it. It's yeah the the that kind of exploitation is what the institutions are depending on, and yeah. so you gotta I- push against it. I will say, I pushed back. I said I wouldn't do the recruitment if it weren't guaranteed. They recruited, and they still hired me. So standing your ground does work, and I didn't lose time that should be dedicated to these commissions that are, at this point, paying more than contingent work. Very, like... Another moment where I'm really glad Rob is on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Huge congratulations. Also, also adjuncting pays notoriously horribly, so not a high bar, but I think that does not reflect the amazingness of the commissions that you've earned. I'm very happy, and at the same time, I still want to advocate, don't do work you're not paid for. No, absolutely. So, no, it's it's too, way too common of a problem. I'm so, getting stuck up about it now. So I would say that segues, that segues nicely into the work I'm doing that I'm not getting paid for. There you uh, go. But, <laughs> there you go. But, but I, no, no, I should, I should finish out. Checks and balances right should, in the marriage here. 
I, I should I should finish out by saying so this this uh, this lovely solo viola piece that uh, that Andrea Priesterhood uh, uh, premiered and plays so very well um, has actually you know uh, been taken up by other violists um, uh, through her encouragement and you know she's put the word out through her networks and connections about this particular piece and uh, so it's been performed in a number of places that are doing these you know we can't have too many people on stage but we want to have a performance that's live streamed with nobody in the audience so they've been pulling these these small pieces that I have a lot of uh, because I'm, I'm really into writing chamber music and um, so that you know that piece even got a radio performance uh, uh, the the on, in October and so these these are all it's like it's been it's been several years since any of my music has been played on the radio and now dozens of people have probably heard my music it's incredible um, terrestrial and, radio dozens uh, <laughs> dozens. Um, the, and of course the other opportunity that I'm so happy to, to be part of is, um, with Andrew Cody and, uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm one of the ones in the first round doing the, uh, Aruna sax quartet stuff. Uh, and, and they're so very excited about this, this large commissioning project where basically, you know, everyone mm-hmm. in the collective is, is collaborating with them over the next few seasons to kind of put these things together. And of course, it's going to be a series of miniatures because I'm yeah. me, and it will be based on some kind of algorithm. And they're weird. God damn it, Andrew! You're stealing all my ideas for this. <laughs> <laughs> will they be an eight eight channel? Tax <laughs> <laughs> quartet, but everybody, every player can stare. When yeah. Rob? When is this episode going to air? When are when are we in time? Are we before the 31st of yes. the year? Oh, boy, the viewers uh, yeah. are going to be so fucked up by this question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so, because we, uh, we're we at 148 this week, mm-hmm. uh, 149 next week. So this will be the last, uh, the last week of the year. So Aruna Quartet is, yes, we just mentioned, commissioning all 13 of the current Adjective New Music Collective little hint for those of you who have listened this long a little reward we do have new members coming in in january Current. you don't know who they are yet but <laughs> we do have new members joining us in january but right now what you can do to support new music if you can aruna is running their end of the year fundraiser they are our only partner running an end of the year f- uh fundraiser mm. our o- only performance partner and uh, and we'd really like to support these guys. So if you have a minute, a couple of dollars, or just a share button, go yeah. ahead and share some of their um, some of their recent posts and know that it is going to a very good place. These guys have done some awesome work already, and uh, we're really looking forward to thirteen commissions. Recordings. Yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Right. Right. They came to us with this idea, and we were like, "Are you sure? We're kind of nuts." <laughs> were, not only that, like, but they have are. Have you heard Garrett's music? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I didn't even no. get that far. Like Garrett, you and I are in the S's. I was just like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> these guys. I mean, they're they're some of the nicest guys. Like, they are. You know, they are. And they it's, posted. It's very rare to find uh, such uh, personalities that work really well with one another and really well with composers yeah and, um just my experience is they're very friendly very kind and they're very much um looking to move the the whole repertoire of saxophone music forward and 
to gain. Uh, I don't know. They're just a. They're just a. a no, we're so dog, excited so. about this partnership. Like, we've there's we've a had... lot we're excited about, but this one in particular is like thirteen. Rob, sorry, I couldn't hear you. We've you we've had like super good luck with saxophonists. I mean, yeah. Let's think about yeah. it. We've got Aruna. We've mm-hmm. got Deco. We've got <laughs> Alan Tyson and yeah. Megan Eden. And, and Megan Eden and Alan Tyson presents. I, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, come on. Like, we're we're becoming. Ju- this is the pivot. We're just going to be the saxophone well, podcast. What I, I was going oh, to say. This Let's is all it. part of. This is all part of Adjective's master plan to take over NASM, <laughs> where it's all adjective composers performed at NASM. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking it's of NASA. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, NASM is a much larger and different organization. Probably not as performance focused, I would think. Uh, we got to do Navy Sachs too. Navy yeah, Navy Sachs. That's. Well, close to where you used to live, yeah. I am yeah. quite focused on, like, new music world domination, and still, I don't think NASM's on my radar. <laughs> no, well, I don't think They're they still really playing the doll a lot. With... There's too much doll going on there. Yeah, they yes. don't, they gotta... don't overlap with new music. That was a... Sorry, I did <laughs> I did open beer number three, so I need a... I was going to say, I'm, I am three sheets I need a handicap on anything that I say. So. Well, I mean, well, to, to In be, a golf turn, that's... <laughs> Yes, yes, in a we golf term. Uh, in, in, no, to be fair, though, Garrett, uh, when you talk to somebody about getting a premiere at the NASA conference, like you get really weird really looks, weird right? Looks. So, so it's, it's totally understandable <laughs> that you went That's NASM true. because it makes so much more sense than North American Saxophone Alliance. Saxophonists, no, no. not astronauts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wish they had a summer camp for high schoolers so we could say we're sending our kids to, to space camp. NASA! <laughs> well, yes. um, all yes. right. So yeah. we should. Uh, I mean, should we? Well, well, we gotta get to. We gotta get to after drinks. Then there's yes, post drinks, true. and then there's uh-huh. neo drinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of drinks to get to. Um, and, and apparently, a lot of podcast topics to mull over. Apparently, and some more Mike Sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So well, we should probably say though that while we love all the saxophonists, we do have these other two partners that are lovely as well. Go and for that it. is the Cleveland Orchestra of Tennessee. Of Tennessee. Um <laughs> I'm doing Rob's dances for There him you go, time. there you go. And and I already mentioned Clements High School, which is which is commissioning two new works and performing a bunch of other stuff, but we are, d- we are I think it's so great. I, yeah. I'm so happy that there's such a range in instrumentation, but also like a high school orchestra is so awesome because I think there's so many experimental spaces that can be explored with players in that context. And I remember I was at a program in undergrad in France and Narcisse Bonnet, the Spanish French composer was there and he shared a piece that he, this really cool set of etudes he wrote for high school string orchestra in Spain and it was like super cool and he he the love in his eyes talking about this piece was like so great and I was like more composers should be excited to like do something cool with a high school orchestra so it's really it's really exciting that that we have this part partnership to be able to do that so and I will say that a year ago at at uh Midwest we met one of the directors not not uh he was the only one there that uh that conference but um, all of a sudden, all 13 of us had really high SoundCloud rate, like, like 
statistics the next day because we met Neil on like Thursday and he went back to his hotel that night and listened to music from all of us. Wow. Every single one of us and came back to the booth the next day and was like, we want to work with you. And I was like, well, we want to work with you. Um, and I got to talk to the students a couple weeks ago and they are gung ho about this. So I've written them That's some so really great. awesome 12 tone rows. Yes. That are, yes. that are like high school suitable and their inversions are magical and I just can't wait to share this piece. I'm really excited about writing for high school orchestra. It, it's I'm I'm nerding out about this piece way too much. <laughs> so so I, I know we're trying to wrap things up here no. because it's, I'm trying, it's, you know, but you know uh, You've lost. We always you know, fail at that. The the um I think I think this is the crux of why I think we we wanted to form adjective just in general. It's it's yes, it's the collective, it's the composer camaraderie and partnership, but it's also this is the drunk emotional part. <laughs> no, he's why he's, do you spoil things? Hey, he's summarizing. <laughs> this is what he does. Do we need some sentimental music? I can. Uh, my piano's right. Where's here. He, I was gonna say. I'm really not prepared. <laughs> Um, but but no the 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 idea that that Garrett and and everybody here is kind of hitting on is this this n- notion of what I come back to all the time of composition being more about more communicative I think than the old 19th century notions of like the isolated hermit composer community building who's got this genius idea that one day someone else will play because it's that good no, like, like if if you're in your hut doing that and nobody hears it, it didn't happen. That's just the way it is. And if you're not really a nice person, an engaging person with your community, it's it's about nice. Well, we're all nice, obviously. Are you? I'm sorry, I don't think I am. sorry, sorry. I'm I'm still laughing about pics or it didn't happen. Like, <laughs> no, I no. Andrew, I think think you're... I feel like it's more of a myth about that time. Because I feel like composers at the time were doing this. But that's not classy enough. So people were like, no, only the the good composers were the ones who, like, only wrote the serious pieces for, like, serious things. Let's forget Wellington's victory. That doesn't count. Very, very serious. (laughs) Very, very German. But that's, like, a, that's a nice yeah, Beethoven, s- by the way. Wellington's victory is a yes. nice Beethoven nod. That's, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, is I also listened to this really great 1860s, yeah. this podcast, 1860s. It was recorded, I think. Um, no, is, is this one of the <laughs> ones that you wrote music for? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to be underscore. I'm never supposed to have the limelight. I just have a little commentary underneath. Ominous the singers. shines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, but Andrew, what what you're saying is like yes, this is yeah. this is this is why we got into it. Um, like I re- I remember that co- when I was sitting on that couch in that second shitty apartment in China when you guys called me and said, "Hey, we're thinking about this idea for a podcast. What do you think about this? Would you be interested?" And I was like absolutely because this is what i'm this is what i feel composition lacks right now i feel that it lacks people sticking up for each other handing each other opportunities 
you know, forming a community. That's the one thing about composition that I that I really don't like is the is the isolated part of it. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, which is what I think Garrett, the the myth of composition that Garrett was talking about. Yeah, we've been told it's that way. But, you know, there's a scene in a Pixar movie that I'm going to bring up. Um, I am all for it. Do it. A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Great great flick. 1998. (laughs) I see what you did there with flick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I there feel like is... this has come up before on a. On a <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so because I rarely bring this up because um, because it involves my estranged family. <laughs> We've been feeding the crickets, is what you're trying to say. No, Young, no. The what adjunct saying... professors feed the crickets. I thought, they, I thought they were grasshoppers the first. I actually, grasshoppers are good I actually have this image of composers without the crickets at all, but being the ants and interlocking like elbow to elbow. Having a team, and it actually has nothing to do with the crickets at all. It has more to do with, uh, it might have more to do with the fact that just like, I was one of the only girls in my program Mm -hmm. as an undergrad, and I got to Bowling Green, and there were two that I was so close with, and one of them is a collective member now, Annie Nykirk. She and I are still thick as thieves. I text her every single day about just life being a mess, and... When my spouse does something annoying and when, and when I'm having composition trouble and when I'm having, you know, it's, it's, it is so essential to have camaraderie with people who understand. And, and I think that, um, you know, having a collective that doesn't necessarily exclude, it's not, we would love to invite the entire world of composition into our collective, but I mean, like the fact is we're a tiny community. And we like expanding that community a little at a time. And we would love for others to feel like they have the same camaraderie with their own community as well. And so, yeah, we are expanding all the time. We love this. But we also have hilarious little conversations on Slack, which drives some of us crazy when the notifications... Garrett, I haven't turned off my notifications. I see every (laughs) single thing that comes in. She sees everything. So. Yeah, Slack re- was trying to do us some favors, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. it got a little excessive there a couple weeks Looking ago. Looking out. <laughs> but, um, but it's never been about exclusion. It's always been about taking this little community and making it grow. And I think that that's I, always been the mission. And Rob, like, you were in China. We knew you needed a connection. And, um, and Garrett, you and I had a hilarious conversation at Maddie's, maybe? Probably. Probably, it's, it's, where yeah, I was yeah. like... Yeah, we've of course we've been thinking about you and Andrew. Like you, Deco was the one; they weren't even our performance partners yet, and they were like, "Have you met Andrew Cody?" And and so like this this network has had such beautiful organic growth, and that's my emotional moment about this. Well, and and to <laughs> to the point of organic growth, I hope any people who are viewing this this uh our 150th podcast youtube celebration here centennial if you is. if um, you are still you with had, us you had sex with what tenniel <laughs> <laughs> um uh, the, the profound moment i'm about to have was heightened by andrew's crescendo into the yeah um so the no the the notion that 
if if you all know any of the music from any of of the composers in the collective we are i think very distinctive individuals in terms of our aesthetics in terms of our voice i don't see us as being a collective of like-minded people which which very often in the past composer collectives have been it's been bands of people with incredibly similar styles um, or really and, narrow goals, and and I think with the with the rise of a lot of collectives we're seeing now uh, in the twenty first century, it's a lot more eclectic, and it's a lot more about the community that you create, not necessarily the art that you create in in singularity. Well, and and the other, the, I think the other thing that I mean, if you know, we're just talking about us right now, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I th- I think the 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 beauty of that model of not being uh, aesthetically homogenous is that you know you can you can easily like we can work for each other, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that I I think that's what again like that was what I was looking for in in a collective because coming up as a percussionist, you know. You you work for each other. Everyone yeah. everyone p- pulls out the instruments. Everyone puts stuff away. You know that was <laughs> drilled into me at Bowling Green, yeah. and and this that notion in composition. I never really found that again in composition. You know, like everyone is kind of helping each other and working for each other, and because we're we you know as you said we are so uh, non homogenous. You know, oh, well, you're not into me. Have you checked out whoever, you know, who's also in, in the collective? Like, yeah. and that's where I feel like us working together and working for each other has made us th- that much stronger as as a collective and why, you know, why we continue to do stuff like this, why we continue, you know, to build on the performance, uh, the performance partnerships and, and bring more people into this, into this fold that, you know, I love, you know. Yeah. And I just love that. It's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> I genuinely like <laughs> hanging out with you guys yeah. and uh, listening to your music. And it doesn't matter how right wing Garrett Schumann is. Um <laughs> He's had the he's had the bleach, and <laughs> on that note, we should probably get out of here. So thank you, thank you for listening. One hundred and fifty more. Cheers, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website www.adjectivenewmusic.com.